Blog Talk Radio. up everybody welcome to another edition of sports urban legend along with my co-host mccauley matthew i am of course with my mom what's up man how you doing hey what's up how's it going i'm I you doing well man how's hell right now 
I hear you. I hear you, man. But uh, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about, uh, you know, baseball. We're gonna lead off with uh with baseball. Talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony of uh, Mike Piazza and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, later ten, later today, I should say, and uh, um, also talk about what's the, you know the current state of both teams, the Mets, the Yankees. Um, basketball with uh, Derek Rose's uh, prediction uh, of the NBA season. Uh, we'll also talk about, uh, you know, what's going on in WWE, the the draft that just went uh, uh, Tuesday night uh, with the first ever uh, SmackDown episode, you know, regular uh, episodic episode of SmackDown. And, of course, you know, we're going to preview – uh, Battleground, you know, the pay-per-view event and uh, what happened on Raw. And, of course, most importantly, uh, the number is 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So uh, feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. You know, get your – if you feel like you got anything you want to get off your chest, uh, this is the perfect outlet to do that. So – Thank you in advance uh, for speaking your mind and, of course, listening to another episode of Sports of Religion. But, of course, me, Gwen Ramo, and Mokali, Matthew on the other uh, line. But, yes, as we were mentioning, let's uh, let's uh, lead off with some baseball here. And um, today, you know, we're, uh, Major League Baseball is going to induct two guys – who should have been first ballot Hall of Famers. Obviously, Ken Griffey is, and he has the highest uh, voting in uh, um, Major League history. I believe it's, what, 99-something? It might be. Uh, it, it's just slightly above uh, uh, the legendary uh, Met pitcher, Tom Seaver. Um, and, but, and also, he, Tom Seaver is going to be joined by another uh, Met great. And uh, that's uh, Mike Piazza. So Mike Piazza, after his, uh, what, fourth try, he's going to finally make it in, you know, into the Hall of Fame. And uh, as you, as you you know, you are obviously your Yankee fan. Uh, like me, you know, we're, we both, you know, be, we're baseball fans, you know, been baseball fans since the 90s. Um, and uh, obviously you've seen a lot of Yankee championships, but uh, when when Mike Piazza got traded uh, to the Mets in '98, it changed the whole complexion of the the team. I mean, the team, you know, went from you know, you know, losers basically, especially uh, from the night, especially after the the wonderful '80 '80s team that the Mets had in the '90s. I mean, rather in the '80s, you know, the Mets had a lot of hard times because they Treated a lot of their, you know, their great players, uh, like, you know, like uh, Mookie and and Dykstra and you know, like other guys via free agency, like uh, Daryl, you know, Daryl Strawberry going to the Dodgers, and uh, as a result, the Mets, you know, they had a lot of hard times. And in ninety two, ninety three, they had, they try to go for it and try to do it the Yankee way, which which uh, 
didn't work out for them, they all, they end up having the worst team money could buy that year. You know, highlighted by their poster child, uh, Bobby Bonilla, who um, coincidentally the Mets are still paying him. You know, to this day, but that's another story for another time. Um, basically, you know, the Mets went through a lot of hardship, and of course, the Mets fans. I mean, you know, the the hardship the Mets fans go through. Uh, speaking from a fellow Mets fan, it's downright legendary. Only the Cubs can would surpass that, and and the Red Sox prior to two thousand and four. You know, the the futility of, you know, just watching the, the shoe drop, you know, no matter how good your team is. But in any case, when Piazza got traded to the Mets, it just, you know, made Mets, you know, this close to being a championship caliber team. I mean, you know, you had Piazza, you had a, a dominant pitching rotation, you know, later on in 99. You know, highlighted by Lighter, and uh, that one year in 2000 when uh, you know Hampton, you know, pitched for the Mets, and you know he became the NLCS MVP. Uh, I think he won what uh, 16 games that year, following uh, a 22, I think 22 win season when he was with the Astros. You know, prior to the blockbuster trade that brought him to New York. You know, before you know he left the Mets followed the 2000 season because of the quote-unquote better school system in, in Denver instead of that huge albatross of a contract that uh, the Rockies foolishly gave them. But, again, that's another story for another time. But um, it's good to see that Piazza finally gets his rightful place uh, in Cooperstown and you know he left he left a lot of memorable memories. Uh, his epic feud with the Braves, highlighted by the the nine eleven game, which uh, I mean that home run man, that's it was like it was like a storybook ending, you know, to a very horrible and somber day, you know, eleven days after the worst attack on American soil. Um, it you know that that game you know brought a lot of people joy, and uh, Chipper Jones said uh, you know the huge hater and uh, rival. He said that the if I'm not mistaken it was him who said that uh, he didn't mind for one day he didn't mind that you know the Braves lost you know that game because you know the 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 city of New York and America at whole needed. You know, Mets to have that happy ending, you know. And, of course, you know, Mets' other rivals, the the Yankees, the epic battles, the Clemens, his feud with Clemens, because, man, I mean, he he might as well, Piazza might as well had, uh, did real estate on Clemens because he simply just owned that guy. And, of course, as a result, even though Clemens won't admit it, it led to him getting his head beamed, just prior to the All-Star game. And then afterwards, later that year, he uh, faced him in the World Series. And, yeah, he, he um, uh, you know, he tried to um, throw, the, throw the bat at Piazza because, obviously, according to Clemens, he thought it was the ball. 
which uh, Joe Torre to this day, literally to this day, a few days ago, defended him and said that he thinks that Cl- that uh, Clemens thought it was the ball. But uh, Mac, I don't know about you. I mean, me and you, we've never played a game in baseball. But if I'm not mistaken, if you're trying to throw somebody out at first, don't you feel the ball? And um, how about a novel concept? Don't you throw the ball to first base and not at the batter? Well, I think I think what he I think what happened was he probably thought it was the ball and then realized it's not the ball, it's the bat, and then just threw it quickly out of his hand when he realized it was just the end of a bat rather than the ball. I mean, that's probably what was in his mind. But then again, I can't tell you what he was thinking at that time. He. He probably couldn't tell you what he was thinking about at that mind uh, at that day too, because he was probably roided up allegedly, you know. <laughs> so he probably he probably don't remember what happened that day too. Because I mean, come on, that was uncalled for. Who? How are you gonna throw a broken piece of bat at somebody? And he said he thought it was the ball. The ball. Uh, let me. Uh, I mean, come on, a ball and a broken bat, even a full size bat. They're shaped differently than a ball. A ball is circle, is shaped like a circle, and a bat is, you know, like a cylinder shape. Not to mention the thing was broken up, so it was probably like a a crooked triangle or something, a broken up cylinder or something. I don't know how you could describe it. Not a mathematician or something, but. It clearly wasn't. You could tell the difference between a ball and a, a broken bat. Yeah, I, you know, I can't tell you what was in his mind. Like, um, I don't know, but I mean, back to Piazza for a sec here. Um, I mean, Piazza, it's well deserved. Um, he's one of the greatest um, hitting catchers in baseball history, um, you know, by far. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's been some, you know there's been some speculation and some uh, whispers about him possibly using PEDs, although he's never been tested, you know, but um, notwithstanding, I mean, he's definitely one of the greatest hitters we've ever seen. And definitely one of the, one of the greatest Mets players we've ever seen. And, Absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a good weekend. Uh, it's him get honored and, um, it's uh, it's great for the Mets organization. You know, they have another guy that's going to go into the Hall of Fame to, re- to represent their organization. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And Piazza, he becomes the first uh, 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 positional player to go into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, they've had a lot of former Mets go into the Hall of Fame. Gary Carter, um, 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 Willie Mays, obviously he retired as a Met. He didn't play that. Maybe like two years with the Mets. Um, Yogi Berra, he had like what nine at bats, but obviously he's a Yankee. Um, Roberto Alomar, who, who obviously uh, wasn't in his heyday as he was with the the you know the 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 you know the Orioles or the Blue Jays or or of course the Indians, where he he made that. Perfect uh, double play combination with Omar Vizquel, but um, yeah, finally the Mets have a guy, you know, a Hall of Fame guy going in as a Hall of Fame, and now he joins uh, Tom Seaver as the only two players in history 
to go into the to get inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Met. So, I mean, that's a that's an amazing honor. I wish I could have saw it in person, but you know, what, what can you do? I'm just happy yeah. for him, and it's well deserved. And uh, he, he's going into the Hall of Fame with a guy who could have been a Met. Uh, I think it was in '99. There was a there was a, he he could have been traded to the Mets, but he uh, he did. Uh, and I'm of course talking about the legendary Ken Griffey Jr. He turned down the trade to go to the Mets, um, and uh, instead he uh, he went to the Reds, and then did you know finish off his career with the Reds after you know starting off his career with the the Mariners which uh, is the team he's going into the Hall of Fame. He becomes uh, the first Mariner to go into the Hall of Fame instead of the Reds. Because obviously I think the Reds um, – I think Reds have more more numbers retired or something like that. So that, obviously you know the Reds, the Yankees, those teams, in North, they have a bunch of Hall of Famers in the Hall of Fame. That goes without saying. But, uh, you know, it's a great honor for, for Ken Griffey Jr., I mean that guy, man. He he was he was a legendary uh, slugger. I mean, even uh, current Met Michael Conforto, uh, he wears number thirty in honor of him. And you know his his stroke at the plate. He he he, uh, you know he idolized him, and that's why he has uh, the batting stance. So I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. He's, I mean, his effect on the game is still, uh, you know, prevalent. And not to mention yeah. this guy, man. He when he swings the bat, man, it's like he just turns at or turns on the ball. He just he doesn't even like. He's not like Dave Winfield or Cliff Floyd that he has to swing his whole body into it. He just he just makes like like small contact. Like he could just be look like he's trying to get a base hit or something, and he could just hit it out of the park. Kind of like Barry Bonds in his. Uh, Alleged steroid days, you know, in San San Francisco, you know, he could just make contact and it's it's just out of there with no effort. Yeah, but, um, I mean, Griffey, you know, Ken Griffey was yeah, he's one of the greatest hitters of all time, and man, him mm-hmm. when he was on the Mariners, the the Mariners had a great team during the uh, mid nineties. You know, they probably mm-hmm. should have won a championship there, but. You know, several times oh, they yeah. encountered the Yankees, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, he was the face of baseball during the during the nineties before Jeter. You know, and oh yeah, yeah, he, uh, he's 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 definitely uh, also deserving of this honor. And he's a uh, he's part of the five hundred club, right? He has more than five hundred home runs. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, he does. I can't remember his numbers, but yeah, he's 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 on the five hundred club. Yeah, man, one of the greatest power hitters you ever see. Yeah, absolutely. And he would have got there quicker if he, you know, did a little help and not to mention uh, stayed healthy because towards the end of his career with the Reds, he's, he's, he he was injury prone, you know. Yeah. But he, he he's a phenomenal player, a great defensive uh, center fielder. I mean, his, his, home, his home runs – is just as legendary as him robbing, leaping, you know, over the you know over the wall and robbing people of home runs. 
Uh, even yeah. Uh, one in the All-Star game. Uh, I think it was, what was it, 2002 when he robbed uh, Barry Bonds of a home run, a, a possible home run, and, you know, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., man. He was he, he was a showstopper, man. Yeah, definitely. Should have won the championship, but yeah, Mariners, uh, they came up short during the 90s. Yeah, they sure did. A lot of teams, a lot of great teams in, the, in every sport came up short in the 90s. You know, our yeah. Knicks, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, all the teams facing the, the, the Jordan, uh, you know, Bulls of the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, the the Cleveland Indians in 95 and 97. Uh, yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean... It's extremely hard to win a championship. Really? I mean, look at the Braves. The Braves had all those. Uh, they had Smoltz, Glavin, and uh, uh, Maddox, and they they only won in '95. You know, 14 years of what, uh, like street division titles, and you know they they were fortunate to have that that title. You know, even though we you know we all expected them to win more, or even the '86 Mets. I mean, if they had the wild card in the 80s, they would have made the wild card every – they would have went to the playoffs every year from, like, 84 all the way up to, what, 89. So, you know, that that's just the luck of the draw. I mean, you could even go into the the Giants. I think it was uh, 93. The Giants had, like, I think, like, 103 wins, and they still didn't make it to the playoffs. I yeah. mean, that's, you know – you know that's that's just you know the way how the game was at the time, but you know congratulations to both men. You know well deserved honor. Yeah. What time is it uh, tomorrow? Uh, I think it's one o'clock, but I'm not sure. You know I I'm have to check. To see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm unfortunately, not gonna be able to see it. I'm gonna have to watch it on rerun, uh, replay myself too. But. Uh, yeah, let's uh, shift gears to the the current team. Uh, Mets on Sunday, last Sunday, uh, Jacob Degrom had an awesome performance. He had the best performance of his career. He had a one hit shutout, um, and um, the only hit he he gave up was to the pitcher. So he, I think that was in the fifth inning. But other than that, he was flawless, and uh, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, Charles Dickens' um, Tale of Two Cities. You know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times because last Sunday he was he was he had the best start of his career. He you know he he threw on a one hitter today, or I should say like you know Saturday Saturday night. You know he couldn't even get out of the fourth inning. You know, and what what, what should have been a pitcher duel between him and Jose Fernandez was anything but. It was just a sloppy game. It was definitely not that, you know, what it was, you know, advertised, you know. Uh, Jose Fernandez, you know, he, he got bailed off, bailed out by a horrible Met hitting team with runners in scoring position. And uh, the Mets only managed to score a measly two runs throughout the whole game. And I think the Marlins won what? Uh, trying to think off the top of my head. It was probably... Six to two, you know, Mets had opportunities. They had bases loaded opportunities, and they, you know, they never could cash in, you know. 
But, um, you know, what was I going to say? Um, you know, now they got to try to, now they gotta try to win the the, the they gotta try to win the series uh, later today because they won Friday night. Uh, you know, Verrett, you know, pitched that game, and uh, Familia he had he recorded his what I think thirty third save of the year, which was his fiftieth overall dating back into I think August of last year. So, obviously the playoffs don't count or else. Uh, as we all know, in, uh, in the unfortunately in the World Series, you know, he blew all three saves, which was a World Series record. But that doesn't count. But um, yeah, I mean, congratulations to Familia. He recorded five, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 50, 50 straight, fifty straight saves in the, uh, like I said, dating back to last year. And um, the only bad game he had, uh, well, I mean, he he's had a He's had a few, two that came off the top of my head. The one against the Yankees that, you know, we both witnessed. And oh, yeah. uh, the the worst one he had so far this year was uh, he came into a game with a four-run lead, a non-save situation, obviously, and he blew the game into a tie. And uh, it wasn't counted as a blown save because it was, in a save op- it was not a save opportunity when he came in. So... You know, other than those two games, he's he's been he's been flawless. He's had he's had you know, uh, this past week he's had a few games where, you know he you know he almost uh, blew the game. There was one game he um, I think he had like uh, two out hits, like there was like uh, there, he had nobody on and then he, he I think he might have loaded the bases but he got out of it, and I think the following day. The Mets made error. It might have been the Reyes that made an error. I can't remember. And there was bases loaded, nobody out. Let me repeat that again. You heard right. Bases loaded, nobody out. He got he got one of the guys for, to, I think, pop up or something. I can't remember what happened. He might have got the guy to pop up, and then he got the, the guy to bounce into a double play. I can't remember who it was. It was, uh, you know, somebody somebody bounced into a double play, you know. But um, um, basically, Familia has been awesome, and uh, now the now the Mets have to win this series. But um, you know, uh, shifting gears to the Yankees, uh, your guys are playing the Giants right now, and uh, they lost in extra innings. I think it was the twelfth, two two to one to the Giants. What's your thoughts? Yeah, we. We'll- Two to one, and yesterday we had, we won the game. Uh, what was it three to two? Uh, bullpen almost gave it up there. Um, you know, Yankees haven't played well lately. They've won what? Um, they they won three out of four against the Royals before this series, and so far they're tied in the series with the Giants. So tomorrow is the rubber game. The Giants actually have the uh, second best record in baseball behind the Cubs right now, and the San Francisco Giants. Um, since 2010, they've been winning the World Series every two years. Last time they won was 2014. So this should be another year where Giants fans are hoping they win the World Series again. So hopefully, um, if you're a Cubs fan or any other baseball fan, you hope that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Oh. I hope but, uh, <laughs> they're They're playing real well now that, you know, they have pitching. 
Yeah, have Cueto and the offense is not bad either, so they're looking Bum real Garner. good right now. Yeah, yeah. So that Mom Garner is scary. He could, he could, he could, he's a legitimate hitter. For real, for real. Yeah, and but, Mets uh, have some guys. Mets have some guys on their team, their pitching rotation who can hit. Who's more of a threat with guys and runner run, knocking somebody in with runners in scoring position? And the the, yeah. the the players are right now, but. Yeah, Giants are no joke. They got that, uh, you know, just like the Royals these past couple of years, they have teams that are experienced in the World Series, and they've won. Yeah. So, so uh, Giants looking to win their fourth championship in the last six years this year. Well, I know so that makes happen. Chris Mad Dog Russo happy. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Big Giants but, um, fan. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Knicks, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Derek Rose. Rose. Yeah, he was basically picking that the Knicks are going to be battling. He, he thinks that the, the Knicks are right up there with the Warriors uh, when it comes to talent. Uh, I don't I know mean, about that. Yeah, I think uh, I mean the Knicks is very a very talented team, but uh, yeah, I I think I would have to definitely disagree with him, with that. I mean, I hope they pull an upset. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. the Warriors were, were you know would would uh, you know on pa- would on paper would beat the Knicks. You know, talent wise, on paper wise, they would beat the Knicks, and that was before they even got Durant. So. Wow. You know they got Warriors is not the only team they have to they have to worry about. They got to worry about, um, you know, of course the Cavaliers, who, who pulled off a impossible, you know, three to one, you know, overcame a three to one deficit in the in the uh, NBA Finals. So you you also got to look at that team as a, you know, obviously the defending champions. You got. You gotta give them the credit that they're the team to beat too. So yeah, and you know we gotta play the both, game. And now you have all these teams have to beat the Illuminati. Come on. What did you say? <laughs> now you hear what you said. Repeat beat the that. Illuminati. Come on, man. No, like that's a super. <laughs> <laughs> right, because people are accused of uh, you know the, the, them blowing a three-one deficit. Uh, the you know, and people are also alluding to uh, Aisha Curry uh, saying that the thing, you know, that she thinks it was rigged. So some people, you know, are attributing it to, you know, the alleged uh, secret society. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. The Knicks, you know, they, they're, they're talented, you know. Hopefully they can uh, shock the world and uh, bring their first title back. Uh, the first title back since 1973. It's been a long time yeah, let's, coming. Let's hope uh, Rose's knees don't um, explode like um, um, what's his name from South Park when he had the balls in his knees. Remember? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kyle. Yeah, I remember that episode. Kyle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Let's that hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's. Uh, uh, speaking of championship. Yeah, man, let's talk about um, 
the WWE Battleground. But I guess before we go, we um. Oh, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow night, man. But yeah, I guess I might before we get, get to, to see that, maybe. Yeah, but I guess before we get to that, let's uh, let's uh, recap the uh, the week of Raw so far. Um, um, it was a pretty it was a pretty good week. Um, the 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 Raw was a very good episode. The only thing I didn't like was that a screwy ending at the end, which which is what I was afraid of, of them having a a, a last minute. Uh, you know, they made the the announcement like last week that they were gonna have the um, you know. Was it, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose defend the WWE title against uh, Seth Rollins, even though they're going to have the match later tonight. I was like, um, yeah, it makes no sense for them to to have the match because they, they might make yeah. him lose, like, you know, they might make him lose the title again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, basically, ending, that made both of the guys pin each other at the same time. And then they ended Raw with Stephanie handing Seth Rollins the title. So everybody was thinking that Seth Rollins won the title, which which was, which was uh, you know, was a silly ending. And then afterwards, um, then afterwards on SmackDown, you know, Tuesday Night SmackDown, which, you know, was the first episode of the, um, you know, of SmackDown being live for good. Not on a special occasion kind of thing, but for good. Uh, now they had the they had the draft, and uh, most notably, um, trying to think, they had um, New Day got drafted by um, Raw. Cena is on SmackDown. Dean Ambrose is on SmackDown with the WWE title. Um, trying to think. Uh, Miz is the inter I think Miz is the Intercontinental Champion. Well, Miz is I think on on uh I'm trying to remember. He's on oh, SmackDown. Raw. Is Miz is on Raw? I think he's on. I think he's on SmackDown, but I could be wrong. I gotta go check again. I I, I thought he was on Raw. You might be right. Uh, Bray Wyatt. He's on. Bray Wyatt is definitely on uh, SmackDown. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, um, um, Eric Warren Roy is stacked. on. Um, yeah, Raw Stack too, but it it is. I think it's close. It, it's close, but but Raw is it, it, it is stacked. They do have uh, SmackDown does have Dean Ambrose. They do have. Um, yeah, actually, you're right. Miz is on SmackDown. Yeah, Miz is on SmackDown. Randy Orton's on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown. Um, I'm sure there's other people that I, 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 you know, I can't think off the top of my head that that's on. Obviously, Cena's there. AJ, AJ Styles, Styles on on SmackDown, right? Dean and Ambrose. On, uh, Raw. Yeah, for, yeah, Dean Ambrose. And on Raw, they have uh, you know, Seth Rollins, um, the number one pick overall. And I think that, I thought it was too silly that they're gonna reward Raw with an extra pick just because they have a three hour show. That's not I mean, if we're if we're trying to pretend like Raw and SmackDown are are, are you know, on even even playing fields and that, you know, they're they're equal now and, you know there's no, you know, um there's no um you know, bias towards Raw, then Raw should have had two picks too. It's not SmackDown's fault that they have a three hour show. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? If Raw True. and SmackDown are, were legit, were legitly, um, were were legit, um, you know, companies, brands that weren't, you know, that weren't, uh, you know, part of WWE. It, it wasn't, you know, obviously scripted is what I'm trying to say. Because it, it should have been SmackDown should have the should, SmackDown should have the extra pick because SmackDown has a one less hour. That that would be like rewarding the Yankees with an extra draft pick because they have more money than 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 the Marlins. It it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you reward the t- the 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 show that has the most hours, which means they make the most money by you know what I mean? That would be like. That would be like giving Goliath, I don't know, sword, a shield, and, and David having just a slingshot, which is obviously what happened. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, but then again, it makes sense because. Over a match. But then again, it makes sense because they have three hours to fill. So they're going to need yeah, more superstars in SmackDown, you know? I understand that, but that's not SmackDown's problem. If they want to even the playing field, then give Smack, give Raw, put Raw back on two hours. Problem solved. True. But they're not going to do that. Raw for has money. always been the biggest show. You know, Raw yeah, has always been the biggest show. Like, so. But they're trying to pretend like it's in playing field now. That's what they have. Yeah, the in playing and... field. Raw will still be the biggest show. Let's let's be real about this. Of course, of course, but they're li- but they for storyline purposes, they're saying. SmackDown's gonna try to prove that they're the better show, and you know they're they're on an even playing field now, and they're gonna battle out to see who's the best one. You know, obviously Raw is, you know, still the flagship show, but for storyline purposes, they're acting like SmackDown has a chance to overtake Raw, which will never happen. Yeah, it will never happen because of about to happen. But yeah, there was another rematch for people, the title. I mean, people are watching. People are um, watch Monday night. People, I don't know. People are more open to watching Monday night prime time than Tuesday night prime time. Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a new territory because Raw has been an institution. It's been you know live ever since uh, the Monday Night Wars with uh, you know with WCW in the in the nineties. So SmackDown being new is a as a novelty, you know. So we'll see over time how if fans will will support Raw on live because fans have been asking for Raw to be uh, rather SmackDown to be live for years. So we'll see how the fans support the show. Not to mention Dean Ambrose as a champion. Well, hopefully that that will, that will still be the case uh, tomorrow night, or, or should I say later today. You know, we're at there right now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, here's here's the the predictions. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rusev versus Ryder. I think Rusev's still gonna win. No doubt about that. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I think Rusev will win also. All right. Let's move on to White versus New Day. Um. This is a tough one. I could see it going either way, but I think I think New Day will win because Wyatt family they're broken up. Braun Strowman is is going to be on Raw, so I don't see the point of them making them win 
you know, and and basically two thirds of the team is broken up already. What you think? Yeah, I'm going with New Day. Yeah, me too. All right, Darren Young versus Miz. I think Darren Young's gonna win the title because uh, you know they they had the whole campaign of make Darren Young great again, and uh, yeah, I think Miz as champion has run his course. You know the Intercontinental Championship. So yeah, I think Darren Young's gonna win. If he doesn't win now with the momentum that he has, uh, it's gonna be a long time that he'll win it if ever. So. I think Darren Young will win. What about you? I think Darren Young will win, but not the title. I could see some him winning by countout or disqualification. I think he'll uh, win in a rematch. At I know what you're gonna say, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. See, as soon as you, yeah, not. I think you're right. You have a point there. I, I think I, I'd have to agree with you. So yeah, on paper he'll win, but Miz will retain. You, you convinced me. Uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Versus Sami Zayn. Now this is an interesting rematch. Under uh, uh, unlike Baron Corbin and uh, Ziggler, which I think they're both on the same show again, if I'm not mistaken. So that might happen again. Uh, wow, this is a real good one. I think Kevin Owens will win though, because Kevin Owens, you know, he's he's like the future Intercontinental Champion. He's the future World Champion. I think Kevin Owens will win, even though it'd be nice to see the underdog Sami Zayn win. But we'll see what happens. What do you think? I think Kevin Owens will win. All right. Um, what about uh, Cena, Enzo Mori, and uh, you know Big Kaz versus the Club? Uh, I think, I think, uh, wow, I guess I, I think the Club will win, but they'll beat they'll beat Enzo Mori and not uh, not um, you know not not, not uh, John John Cena's not gonna get pinned. But then I can I can see Cena winning, but not pinning AJ Styles. Maybe you know what I, I'm gonna pick Cena beating. Uh, what's his name? Carl Anderson. I changed my mind. Cena defeats Carl Anderson. I think Cena, Enzo, and Cass will win. I I see either Amari or Cass pinning one of the club members. All right, and finally Dean Ambrose versus uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Uh, I can see this going either way. I'm hoping that Dean Ambrose will win, and uh, you know, hold on to the hold on to the title for another for at least another uh, month, man. I, I think it's too early for another, to take the title off him. But I could I could clearly see them winning. They could I could see them doing. I could see Rollins or or Reigns winning. You know, especially if Reigns turn heel. I, I could see going either. I could see it going either way, you know. But I, I'm yeah, hoping I, Ambrose I mean, rather Ambrose will win. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna pick Ambrose to win. I want him to win, and I hope he wins. I could see anybody else win, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens later tonight. Man. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show IMAX every Saturday at 11. Come back here, check out Sports of Legend every Sunday at midnight. Almost forgot there. Right, and <laughs> check out this show, Sports of Legend. Uh, with me, Wayne Ramo, and uh, Colin Matthew. We'll see you next week.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.